You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today we have a very special mix breakdown with my good friend, Michael Van Wagner. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Did I say that right, Van Wagner? Yep. Okay, good. (laughs) Wiping the sweat off my brain. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's a lot of syllables. Um, So Michael is a very, very talented songwriter um, and producer, right? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, with, you know, loops. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I mean, with everybody, right? But uh, I think with you, um, you were telling me specifically that you're a songwriter. Like, you are a songwriter. Yes. Which is, um, especially out in Utah, kind of a, a rare thing. Everybody out here, um, and to be fair, most places other than like Nashville and some select parts of LA and mm-hmm. maybe some bigger music cities, um, being specifically a songwriter is not only a rare thing, but a very difficult thing. Um, Barrier to entry to like believing that you're good enough of a songwriter is pretty high. Like, cause as a creative, your song, which we're going to show and talk about is all about that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what the song's about? Yeah. So with Never Be, man, I've, I've always wanted to do music as a career. You know, like in kindergarten, when you're the teacher... It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And all the kids say like some ridiculous thing. Like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be president of the United States. And like my thing was, I want to be a rock star. And you know, when you're a kid, the sky's the limit. And you feel like anything you want is kind of like within your reach. But then as you become an adult, you start to doubt yourself a lot. Um, I don't know. Just like as I as I started pursuing music seriously as a career, I had so many doubts. Like, I mean, to be frank, I thought that I was too fat <laughs> or like not, not good looking enough, I guess, to, uh, to make it as an artist that nobody would 
would care about what I had to say. I didn't think my songs were good enough. I didn't think my voice was good enough. And it was as I was songwriting for other people, I actually had sent off a demo to a local artist who, well, she's not like an A-list, not that sort of thing, but she's kind of a a household she's name around here. She's on the list. She's on yeah, the list. She's on the list, yes. <laughs> Unlike me, she is on the list, just not a list. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I sent her off a demo of a song that we'd worked on together, and she just asked me, like, why in the world are you not releasing your own stuff? And Wow. Yeah, that was... I started, like, making up excuses, like, well, I don't think that... And I like didn't actually believe what I was saying as it was coming out of my mouth. And I kind of realized in that moment that the songs that I was writing were solid and maybe I had a shot, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I kind of wrote this song as an anthem to people who they need to just get out of their own heads, kick out the inner critic, and just allow themselves to be who they've always wanted to be. And I love this. And we're going to play about 30 seconds of the song just for y'all to hear real quick. And as always, we'll have the entire song at the end after the credits, after the the final ending song. Um, But this is something that I preach a lot on, sure, the podcast, but also like with clients all the time where Mm -hmm. 90% of being an artist, being a creative is all in your head. In fact, it might be 99%. Like what is the only reason that you can't, you have writer's block. What is the only reason you don't think you're good enough? It's insecurity. Everything yep. is like getting over insecurity. Like you, you either have to be so prideful that you don't realize you're not good. Mm-hmm. But if you're probably good, that means you're going to struggle with never thinking you're good enough. And in, in a good way, like in a humble way. Yeah. Like, hold on this. I have to go back because this goes back to a psychological um, study called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which, have you heard about this? No. So I talked about this very briefly on a previous episode. The Dunning-Kruger effect is basically um, your mind convincing yourself that you are better than you are to avoid having your mind think that you're average. So it's like, for example- Oh, wait, wait, no, I think I have heard of something It's cognitive like bias. So, yeah. so for example, like they put in in- one of the tests that they did, the original test with Dunning and Kruger, they, uh, they said, um, okay, they hired professional, they got professional comedians and they uh-huh. showed them a list of jokes and they said, how good do you think you are at, out of 10, how good do you think you are at picking the funniest jokes? And then they picked the same number of people of random people off the street and they said, he asked each one of them, how much do you think you go- you're good at picking the best jokes? Uh-huh. And the professional comedians, most of the time, rated themselves, on average, below 50%. And everybody that's off the street, not funny, not, not necessarily not funny, but just not a professional comedian, uh-huh. rated themselves, on average, above 50%. Wow. So it's like, there's also another study where more recent, they did it on Netflix on like the 100 people in a room, where they said 50 people, the 50 ugliest people leave the room. And they're like, what? <laughs> and uh, guess how many people left the first time? Just guess probably like 80 or 90. It was the opposite. It was like 20 people left. There was like still like 70, 80 people in the room because then, which is statistically impossible, right? 50% yeah. is 50 people. Right. Okay, they did it again. We need 50 people in the room. If you think you are on the uglier half, leave the room. Okay. Second time, it didn't go down very much. It went down maybe like five people. 
That's Third crazy. time they did it again. This is the final time. It went down to like, there was like 60, 65 people left. Like people would not leave even after being told this is too many people. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing, cognitive bias, thinking that you're actually better than you are. Yeah. So like for you, you're on the opposite end. You're actually really good. Like this song is incredible. <laughs> Like well. the song, like I complain about songwriting so much on like hip hop tracks. People are getting lazier. <laughs> like hip hop music is getting lazier. Yeah, booty to the floor. Booty <laughs> to the- <laughs> you, you don't like that? You don't like that? <laughs> but you brought in real songwriting with this. And I, and I just went on like a total rant and didn't let you talk at all. But like for reals though, that's what this song's about. Right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So here's 30 seconds of that song, Never Be by Michael Van Wagner. Ask for more than I can take Push me down to my back Break, work myself To the death and still I'm never satisfied The more I try to keep Things straight, the more they Blow up in my face Somehow feels like the faster That I'll run myself The slower I arrive So I'm stepping back To a new place, get your back Got some things gonna say, set to my face Cut the cord if Seeing it in my brain, I feel alive again. I'm breaking up with me. I really don't care what I think. I'm gonna kick me to the curb and pick me back up where the critic fell. Cause I'll never be good enough for myself. I'm free to finally live and let me breathe. I'm gonna spread my wings. I'm breaking these chains that I've worn so well. Cause I'll never be good enough for myself. Holy cow. Lyrics, lyrics, lyrics. Can I say that again? Lyrics. Such good lyrics. Can you, can you just Thanks, say dude. the words again? Can you just say the words into the microphone? What are you saying? First verse into the chorus. Um, I ask for more than I can take. Push me down to my back breaks. Work myself to the death and still I'm never satisfied. The more I try to keep things straight, the more they blow up in my face. Somehow feels like the faster that I run myself, the slower I arrive. <laughs> no, on, on the spot, on the spot, yeah, like, without singing it. Well, you know? like, I was like, how, how far do I go? Um, and then what's the chorus? The, That's the hook, right? So, yeah. And then into the so, hook. Yeah, so I'm breaking up with me. I really don't care what I think. I'm going to kick me to the curb, pick me back up where the critic fell, because I'll never be good enough for myself. I'm free. Yeah, I'm free to finally live and let me breathe. Gonna spread my wings and breaking these chains that I've worn so well because I'll never be good enough for myself. Oh, oh, like literally chills. Like, like <laughs> it's like you've, to a certain degree, everything that you've said is not super complicated. Like um, I work, like as part of a marketing agency, I work with copyright people who do scripts mm-hmm. and they talk about um, either scripts or words that go on some social media, microcon, whatever it is. And as the creative officer, like I have to approve everything. And every once in a while, I'll get like a script or I'll get some words where it's just a little bit too high cue. Like the words are a little bit long. The sentences run a little bit long. Yeah. You have to kind of listen to it a couple times. Like it's perfect sentence. But like with yours, it's so simple, yet it's so creative. The chains that I wore so well, right off the bat, so simple. Not hard to understand. Yeah. But yet it's so deep. Thanks, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've never really talked about lyrics on the podcast, but coming from a songwriting background myself, 
Like, I really care about this. And I talk to a lot of artists about this that are trying to develop, I'm trying to develop or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think like, as far as like what I've heard locally, this is one of the best lyrical songs. And I've listened to a lot of songs. Well, shucks, dude. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I'm not trying to like brown nose that. at all. Yeah, like yeah. for reals. Like I was so proud of myself. Um, the other day I wrote the line, the song was called high maintenance. Uh-huh. And I said, um, I have a foreign car that I pay much less for. And I was so proud of it. I was like, oh, that's such a good line. <laughs> I have such a good line. And then you kind of come up with this song. I'm like, okay, my line's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you, I have one good line. You have line on line on line. Like every single point. Well, uh, I mean, it was inspired by pain. <laughs> I was really, really frustrated with myself. And yeah. um, that's something I want to be a positive influence with my music the problem is i'm always inspired when i'm angry or when i'm sad yeah <laughs> that's when the best creative work comes out of me and so even though i'm generally a really happy person it's like a lot of my music is i don't know kind of intense introspective i mean i, I still think the song has a positive overall oh, message yeah. but like i'm done like i'm done think I'm, I'm done being insecure i'm done holding these chains yeah you know like, it's so good. And I, it's a message that I think everyone needs. Um, in one of the upcoming episodes I recorded with Warren Hewitt from Produce Like a Pro, um, he talked a lot about not striving for perfection. How striving for perfection can kill people. And yeah. not, not kill people, but like no, careers, so ideas, yeah. like the vibe, like emotions and a song. And this is like the best timing. I think everybody, especially now, 2020, like mental health is a big part of everybody's lives. Yeah. And this is a big I, hold that everybody steps in. You know what? I have this belief, and I could be wrong, but honestly, I think everybody is a little bit broken. I think there's no there's no person that is completely whole. I think all of us have demons that we struggle with. And so I think it's really awesome how in society we're destigmatizing mental health issues. Like it's cool now to talk about, well, I, I was talking to my therapist the other day, you know, whereas if you said that 10, 20 years ago, people are like, oh, you know? And so I love that we're being so much more open and talking about these issues because everybody has their things. And the more that we're open about them, the more that we can heal and come together. Yeah. And I, now I want to start talking about the mix. I don't want to just talk about lyrics the entire time because it is the Mixing Music Podcast. Um, people that are listening often want to figure out how to apply what I say into their business as well as into their techniques, their arsenal of techniques, whatever it is. So let's start from the beginning. This is the first song that we've ever mixed together. You hired me for this mix. Yeah. This is the first song we've ever done together. Let's start from there. Why? How did you come up to me? How did you look for me? What, made you, what convinced you to say that I would treat your music good? Uh, let's see. There's a couple of different things. I mean... First of all, your portfolio is incredible. A lot of people that I was, I was kind of shopping around thinking, okay, who could I get to mix this song? I recognized that it had a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't say this song is hip hop by any means, but it has some of those elements. And I looked at your portfolio and your hip hop stuff is absolutely killer. Um, what you do with the 808s, what you do with kind of the trap hi-hats, it's just awesome. And I think you did a good job of making your portfolio available. You have your Spotify playlist. And I listened to like 12 of those songs. Every song I was like, wow, this is a fantastic mix. Wow, thank you. Yeah. 
but this isn't for me. Uh, sorry, I say thank you, but this section isn't for me. It's not to talk myself up, but for real. Yeah, well, no, what, what I'm... It was the portfolio for you. Yeah, just the way that you run your business, I think, is, is really cool. It made it easy for me to choose you because your portfolio was so readily available. You're very active on social media, which helps because I follow you and I see you're always like posting little snippets of the songs that you're working on and it's great stuff. And so I always kind of had like, okay, when I want a song mixed, I'm going to try a DK. Front of mine is the first to hire. Yeah. There it is. Okay, so if you're looking to get new clients, if you're listening right now trying to get new clients, have a good portfolio. And as Michael said, have it readily available. Break down all the barriers. One of the things that I've always believed in, um, having a contact me or request a quote, although that is very good for a lot of businesses, that also raises another wall that they have to get to, to reach you, you know? Yeah. Um, so like the fact that it was so easily accessible that, you know, I'm always active through social media mm-hmm. and that my portfolio was there. There's this trust almost. Yeah. Well, it's like, I know this sounds weird, but I almost already knew what the song was going to sound like before I handed it off to you because you're, you know, there's, there's like that mysterious request a quote button that's on so many people's websites. And it's like, well, what if I pay all this money and then I don't end up liking the result? So I like that I already had like, I knew what it was going to sound like. Oh, shoot. That is the quote of this episode. The gem <laughs> of this episode. You knew what your song would sound like if it went through my hands. Like that is amazing. And that goes back to building trust. Like you trusted that. Yeah. And Oh, like, oh, so good. That is such a good thing. Like, if you're listening right now, take that into heart. Take that into consideration. If someone went on your website, if someone looked you up on social media, went through your portfolio, whatever it is, would someone know what their music would sound like if you had it? So let's go back into the mix now. Yeah. Now, you have producer experience. You have engineering experience. You're in the I studio do. often. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You work with a lot of artists. Um, with, the song, with my mixing process specifically with the techniques that we use and the techniques that you can hear um, by listening to the song at the, at the end or during that 30-second snippet, what are some elements that you hear in your own song? Because you worked on it a lot, and then you brought it in here and I changed it a little bit. Yeah. What did I change? So something that I think you did a fantastic job at, and this is something I'm, this is kind of one of my weaknesses is making sure that everything has its proper sonic placement um, and that every instrument, you can hear it, but it doesn't get in the way of something else. Um, I think when I brought this track in here, my guitar was turned way up too loud. Um, and I don't think you actually turned the volume down so much is that you changed the EQ and you kind of scooped out some of the frequencies that were getting in the way of the vocals. And so the guitar, you can still hear it really clearly all the way through, but it kind of supports what the vocals are doing instead of competes for that space. So I think that's the first thing that I noticed that was really awesome about this mix. Um, yeah, and, I, and this is an, an entire episode on itself, but I always say there's two ways to make a track brighter. One, raise the high end, raise the top end, right? With EQ. Mm-hmm. Boost the top end. Two, I'm going to say this, and I think you can do this. If I did a low shelf at 1K minus 3 dBs, right? So I'm cutting all the lows from 1K minus 3 dBs, and then I raise the volume 3 dBs, what did I just do? Um, Well, 
You just raised, you just boosted the highs essentially. From 1K. I just did a high shelf at 1K. Yeah. Right? So when I cut the low mids, I'm actually making the track brighter to a certain degree. Yeah. Especially if I'm compensating with like compression or something like that. So this idea that you have to make things bright isn't boosting. So with your guitar, there was a really loud frequency. It was the low mids uh-huh. with the acoustic guitar. And it's, I it was very it tubby. It's very t- yeah. That's a good that's a good adjective. Um, <laughs> Makes and, me think of the Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut that out, and not only did it get quieter, but it also felt a little bit brighter. It was a little bit more clean. Had a little bit more sheen. I didn't even touch the top end. I don't think it literally was just cutting out the low mids. Yeah. And it's interesting how something like that happens, right? So good. I I love that. I, one thing that I specifically want to point out with this is the vocals. Now, I did something that I was very inspired by. Um, Tony Maserati and Manny Marquin. Have you listened to Attention by Charlie Puth? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Have I you love listened that to, song. Have you listened to the new song Boyfriend by Selena Gomez? Yes. Okay. Both those songs, fire. Mixed so good. I mean, sure, songwriting might be another story, but like uh-huh. the mix-wise. the mix is incredible. Fire. Yeah. And the two things uh, that those songs, and a lot of the songs that these Grammy-winning top 100, like, I would say like top five or 10 in the world, these mix engineers in the pop world, like the one thing that they do is they DS their vocals a lot less than everybody else. So yeah. their vocals are like, like a lot of S's. And I think it's because they're like compensating. They both, I think they both mix with uh, older monitoring systems. Like uh, with Manny and with Tony Maserati, you hear a lot more S's. They come through a lot more, but this sounds so good. It's yeah. so balanced. It's, it's not like a harsh S. It's loud, but it's not, it doesn't exactly. like cut your ears. So like, where's that balance? So I listened to those songs and I was thinking of that because it's kind of like that same pop vibe, right? Yeah. And I remember brightening the vocals a lot and then doing a lot less DSing than I normally do because the S's sounded so perfect. It sounded like going back to the times that I was listening to those mixes, I'm like, this is where the S's were, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I didn't reference, like I didn't go back and forth, but just because I've listened to those songs so much from my listening position, Mm -hmm. I knew this is the perfect amount of top end with the perfect amount of S's, DSing. Yeah. And so, and I did a little bit less DSing than I normally do. I don't allow that much S's, but I remember going like, Tony Maserati did it, Manny Mariquin did it. Those guys have amazing sounding mixes amazing sounding records so let's do what sounds good as opposed to doing what's quote-unquote right yeah so have you noticed that in that song did you notice at all like if i didn't say anything about the s's no the s's never stood out to me like as being too loud oh my gosh that ah that's so good i love that (laughs) here i am thinking overthinking it and you're like oh yeah didn't even it was fun (laughs) it was crazy well, and that's that's probably one of the frustrations of being a mix engineer is that you're adding this like magic sauce to the track and if you do a great job, people won't notice it. Exactly. <laughs> they'll only notice it if something is sticking out in a bad way, which is kind of frustrating, but Dude, yeah, I say that every once in a while. Like if I do my job right, nobody thinks about my job. Dude, I was talking to my dad today. Very uh I don't see my dad super duper often, but because of the coronavirus, I see him a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, we were riding in his car and I was showing him some songs. I showed him uh, Boyfriend by Selena Gomez. I showed him like, I think like a Travis Scott song. And I showed him uh, a Thundercat song. And I showed him like a Wolfpack song. And I was like, can uh-huh. you hear the mixes? And like, oh, it's just so clean. 
like Selena Gomez, like it's just so clean. And he's like, I don't get it. He, he's just like, they all sound the same. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hold on, wait a second. And then I pulled up uh, before, after I showed him just boyfriend, then uh-huh. I showed him Dragon Ball Durag by Thundercat. And he's like, whoa. And then I went back to Selena Gomez. He's like, whoa, that's way brighter. Whoa, that's like way clearer. Like now mm-hmm. I know what you're getting. And I think that's the beauty of referencing, right? Of right. understanding like, and he's like, whoa, it's weird that you can hear that. And it's like, yeah, because I know what music is supposed to sound like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for you, you have an ear for this, right? So you mix this on your own. You, yeah. uh, or at least the rough mix. And you got it to a point where you left the studio, you bounced it and it left the studio and you're like, this vibes. I like this. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, you definitely took it to the next level. <laughs> But but I did like the track as it was, as I had mixed it. And I think we, we even used it as kind of a pseudo-reference as well. I was like, well, this is the vibe I'm going for. And we had that track, the one that I had mixed up, mm-hmm. so that we could reference, okay, this is what he wants. Let's do it better. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I always ask for the rough mix. Yeah. Because you left the studio going, this rocks. If it was just mixed, now it's be... Super awesome. Like, mm-hmm. why would I? I don't like the idea of mix engineers saying, hey, send me all the stems with nothing on them. Take off all the tr- plugins. And I'm like, what? Why? Well, then, yeah. How do you know what, what they want it to sound like? If- yeah, exactly. And I think it's kind of a slap to the face to the producer. <laughs> like, if, you, <laughs> if you're like, can you take everything off? A little bit. You know, and sometimes it's necessary, but mm-hmm. most of the time, Especially with you, like a professional like you, like I have no issues with the plugins you put on it. What you did, the auto, like, was there a little bit of auto tune that you before oh, you said it to me? Yeah, it was hard auto tune. Yeah, so like a little bit of that, that auto tune, like but leave it on. I don't it want it raw. It was vibe kind of that I was going oh, for. I yeah. wanted it to have. It wasn't glitching. a little bit of the yeah. It wasn't glitching. It was not T Pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want it T Pain, but I also wanted it to sound a little bit like. I kind of intentionally cracked my voice in a couple places mm-hmm. um, to add some emotion. And I wanted to tune it so that on that crack, you can hear three individual notes super fast. Because I, I liked the vibe that that kind of gave off. Oh, so good. So for, again, for anybody listening, we're going to have the entire song at the end. I really, really recommend you listen to it. Whether it's for the mix, whether it's for the message that you need to hear that everybody needs to hear so badly in their lives right now. Um, or whether to just support a local artist. And to be honest, like, it sounds like you've been making moves with this song. You've been getting some attention with this song, right? Well. You're about to get promoted from local artists. <laughs> that's the end goal. That's the end goal. We're working towards that. Good, man. Well, all the best luck to you. So for everybody wondering, Michael, where can people find your music? Uh, it's up on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. I put it on YouTube. Um, with a little audio visualizer lyric video. Nice. And what do people? Uh, what do people search? What, what? What is your artist name? Is it Michael Van Wagner? Michael Van Space Wagner. So three words: Michael Van Wagner. Yep. W a g o n e r. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. And are you on Instagram or any social media? Yeah, How can I people am. hit you up? Uh, so my handle's Michael V Songs. Well, go hit him up. Go follow him on, on Instagram. Go find him on social media, on your music platforms. Go repeat his song so he gets those plays. Give him some free money. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. If you are listening, I'm doing half off for everybody listening for my online courses. Right now, I only have, at the time of this release, I think I only have one or two courses available for purchase. 
Um, but if you use heck yeah half off as the coupon code, you can get half off off of any of my courses, as well as like on YouTube, wherever. I have the videos free available at any given time. Um, you can watch my mixes. I think the main one that I have right now is mixing pop vocals, right? Talking about this pop song, right? Um, and you can learn some of the tips and tricks that I use to pop, to mix pop vocals in various, various different tracks and techniques, genres within pop music. All those are always available. As always, I offer free mix feedback. If you'd like some mix feedback, send me an email, D-E-E-K-E-I mixes at gmail.com with an MP3 attached. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm a super busy guy and I feel bad because I don't get back the same day or the next day or the next day or the next day. <laughs> but uh, I get <laughs> but back to you. But there will be feedback. There will be feedback. Um, thank you so much for listening. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. <laughs>
If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.